Hold on to your butts. Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Reviewed Movie Podcast. I am Ivan Kander, and as always, I am joined by my two handsome debonair co-hosts, Dave Glanz and Mike Mirandi. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, hello gentlemen. gentlemen. And this is the podcast where we talk about classic movies in a modern cinematic context and see if they hold up uh, when watching today. Uh, you can find us on the web at reviewedpodcast.com, facebook.com slash reviewedpodcast, and you can email us at contact at, at reviewedpodcast.com. And on today's episode, Mike called an audible. We said we were going to be talking about Airplane, but instead we are actually coincidentally watching another Jerry, Jerry Zucker. Zucker movie. <laughs> I didn't uh, which, even do that on purpose. That's I know amazing. you didn't, but it's kind of amazing. Um, so instead of watching the hijinks ensue, uh, infused comedy Airplane, we watched the movie, the love, the famous romance movie, Ghost. The Love Ghost? The Love Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the Love Ghost. That was the first title. What's the matter? Seems like a... Uh... Whenever anything good in my life happens, I'm just afraid I'm going to lose it. I really love you. What do you want? Somebody! Somebody! Somebody help us! What's happening? I could think about you every minute. It's like I can still feel you. The problem with you is you still think you're real. It's all up here now. You want to move something, you got to move it with your mind. <laughs> Molly, why can't you hear me? Who is that? You can hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, Sam Wheat, say my name, say it. Leave me alone. Say my name. Stop Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You know, before I get into what you guys thought about this movie, um, well, anyway, Ghost came out in 1990. Um, the plot synopsis as read by IMDb is, after a young man is murdered, his spirit stays behind to warn his lover of impending danger with the help of a reluctant psychic. Uh, the movie, good one. movie was a cultural phenomenon. It was made for like $20 million and ended up grossing like like almost half a billion. Yeah. Uh, it was a like a huge hit. And it, it, it's perfectly representative of like this late 80s, early 90s high concept like thing that Hollywood was in. Like the, I feel like the 80s and 90, early 90s in Hollywood was all about like high concept ideas. Like what if a kid was left at home and his parents, without his parents? Or what if a baby could talk? Like it's like that kind of stuff. And this one is what if the, you know, uh, they're still in love and the ghost came back. Like all that kind, like ghost dad. We love ghosts in the late 80s and 90s. Ghost dad. Uh, <laughs> God. But, That's the Bill Cosby movie. Yeah, right? that oh, is the Bill yeah. Cosby movie. But uh, yeah, so very high concept idea. It's uh, written by Bruce Joel Rubin and that name is also significant significant because he was really hot in the late 80s early 90s for writing like he, he was he, he was going to the gym a lot like he was in great shape yeah man that he kind was of fucking hunt. fucking ripped man uh no but Ruben uh, also wrote other uh, another big spec he wrote that became a movie around the same time was Jacob's Ladder so he was just pouring out uh, like the Tim these, Robbins movie the Tim Robbins movie yeah so he's just pouring out these specs and, and and you know getting all these big paydays and all that kind of stuff so ghost guys um, real quickly, uh, Mike, have you ever seen this movie? I just, I'm just, I'm, you, I'm guessing no, right? No, actually, I have. I saw, um, I saw like a made-for-TV version or something back what? in the day. Wait, wait, you saw there a remake a, of Ghost? A, no, there was not a remake of Ghost. <laughs> no, no, no. Like it was like an edited version of. Oh, okay. Ghost. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, not 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 specific. Like it was just recut. Um, they ADR some some lines. Um, 
And I, I, I feel, I, so I must have watched it a billion times. So I think what ended up happening is I think I recorded or I caught like maybe the second half on TV recorded and then just watched that a bunch of times as a kid. Like, I don't know. Cause the first half of the movie or first, maybe first quarter of the movie, I don't think I ever saw. Um, so okay. yeah, I'm not really entirely sure what happened there, but okay. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's interesting because I thought we were both kind of going in cold. I, prior to screening this, this time was a ghost virgin. Never I, even has, I even has seen no movies. I, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, and so, which is kind of amazing because this is such a, a movie that is such in the like cultural lexicon zeitgeist? of movies. Zeitgeist? Yeah, I don't I know guess. if it's... I haven't always said cultural it zeitgeist. I do. Or it's a, a cultural a, touchstone is another good t- one. Yeah, that's another good one. I, I like I like all those uh, blanket <laughs> terms. But very much so. I mean, obviously, I know the references. Like, I've seen the pottery scene parodied a million times, but I've never actually sat down and watched this movie from beginning to end. So here's what I was most amazed about. I had no idea. I thought this movie was a romance. Like, I thought it was just like a really sappy romance. And you could argue that it is at parts. Mm-hmm. But in watching it, was any, I mean, I don't know how familiar, how familiar were you with this, Dave? Before I saw it in theaters when I was 14. What? Yeah. Did your parents take you to that? <laughs> no. What, is this rated R or PG-13? I can't Oh, uh, PG-13, I guess. PG-13, yeah. PG-13. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I mean... You call a movie Ghost. It's like yeah, I liked horror movies back then. Wait, and did you think you were watching? A I didn't. Movie? I I really didn't know. I just know it got fairly decent reviews, and it was called Ghost. And uh, a friend wanted to see it, so we went and saw it. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, the thing that you know I find most surprising in watching this for the first time is it's not. It's it's a fucking revenge thriller like that has yeah. romantic elements. Like I was so surprised about what this movie was actually about. <laughs> like I was like, wait a minute, this is wait so. Here's what I pictured the movie. It's a bit. It's a pretty fifty-fifty thriller. I guess, romance. but like, I don't know. It's first off, I expected him to die in the opening sequence. Like, I'm so the movie is yeah. Cra- it, like, it, it took I expected so much the op- longer than I remember yeah. it taking. I expected yeah. him to die within like the first minute, and then it's just like, oh, and the rest of the movie, like the opening and credits, it cuts, and then it cuts to ghosts. Yeah, right? I thought I expected him to no, die in the in the way. cold teaser, and then you'd see like a black screen that says six months later and then she's like living alone and he's haunting her whatever mm-hmm. no not at all the first act it takes the first act of this movie for him to die like it's a good 25 minutes of him alive mm-hmm. in the movie and then it's kind of a romance but really it's about bank fraud yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah well <laughs> and and all that yeah. kind of stuff so I was just kind of blown away <laughs> by the trajectory of where this movie took me um that being said, it, you know, I'll, it's it's one of those movies that I think, and I, I think all my favorite kinds of movies and stories are the ones that you can't easily define. Like, it's its own thing. I think it kind of breaks the genre a lot because it's not just a horror movie. It's not just a romance. It's not just, like, a heist movie. It's like a bunch of stuff combined. And I think it's a little bit of sci-fi. I, if, all, if anything, I'd probably classify it as some kind of, like, a fantasy thing, you know, because I think yeah. it has elements fantasy of... Fantasy romance? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has, like, fantasy elements of all romance. kinds. It's a fantasy thriller romance it's got comedy. It's got comedy in spades. Like, it's not... Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, is a, it, it is a gigantic tonal balancing act. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of surprised it actually kind of works. And yeah. I will say that I enjoyed <laughs> it. I, I'm, I, I enjoyed it when I watched it. I have a lot of issues with it, but I'll get into that later. Yeah, I got Dave, some too. But I, Dave, yeah. like, did you, um, do you think Ghost is still, like, did you enjoy Ghost? Watching I'm surprised it? to say yes, actually. <laughs> did you watch it with your wife? Because my wife <laughs> no, loves I didn't. this movie. No, I did not, actually. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it with Michelle. Wait, but... wait, 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 Rebecca didn't like it, you said? No, Rebecca loves this movie. It's like, oh. like she's she's seen like six movies, and this is one of the six. <laughs> I would actually kind of like to watch it again with Michelle just to see what she thinks. But this is this is one of those movies. It's just like you, 
when you're flipping the channels, you're like, oh, Ghost is on. You watch 10 minutes and you flip to the next thing, you know? Like, you watch, you know, there's a couple scenes that are like, oh, yeah, I remember that scene was pretty good. Maybe if I wait long enough, that scene will come on. Um, High praise. Yeah, well, anyway, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's the kind of movie I saw a lot probably in the 90s. You know, there was, it was just, it was on, it's on cable or, you know, I, my family probably had the VHS tape at home. And, uh, you know, I saw it in theaters once. And I didn't really, I haven't really thought much about this movie in in a long time. I think I did maybe ten years ago, see it all the way through again. And so it's been a good ten years. And I just expected this movie to be, uh, well, I mean, it is cheesy, but I I, I didn't expect to actually get caught up in uh, the story again. And I kind of did watching it. And you know, even yeah. even the, you know, there's something, <laughs> there's just. I mean, you could see that you could see why it was such a uh, a big hit. I mean, the, the comedy works, the thriller aspects. I can understand why they worked at, at, in you know 1990. Uh, the acting is pretty solid overall, and um, you know, you're right. It's like an interesting tonal balancing act where you, know, you have Whoopi Goldberg as like the uh, the comedic sidekick, but she's also good at, at like uh, within the dramatic and th- and thriller scenes. Can I, well, can she, I say that I think she's a freaking genius? Because I, th- I think comedically, <laughs> I think she nails every. Line. I think she's ooh, fantastic. Like ooh, we're it's a big performance, there. but I think it's a genuine performance. And I mm-hmm. every every scene, I'm just like, yes, another Whoopi scene. This is well, a genius, but I think she is excellent. Well, she, I mean, Mike would agree with the Academy, which awarded her an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in yeah. the Boom. 1990s. So yeah. uh, the movie, I mean, and he, and Swayze, I think, was even nominated for a Golden Globe. Um, mm. So I mean, it, yeah, he's it, good in this movie. The movie got a lot of attention, you know, for the, those. Got, I think it also won Best Original Screenplay at the Academy Awards as well. So, it's a movie that got acclaim um, after receiving mixed reviews when it initially. Right, was it was released. nominated for Best Picture and Best, uh, and won Best Screenplay. I Did Tony yeah, Goldwyn yeah. got nothing? I'm guessing. No, no, I don't think so. I think he's one of the best in the movie. I think his, yeah, his like panic. <laughs> I think he's fantastic. His panic, his like terror. Like, wait, yeah. is, wait, not is going that right? How he is that quickly, Carl? Carl, yeah. So the the he's here, so he's so convincing as as the as uh, well his term I think is convincing. And it feels like he didn't he didn't become the star that he he might have become. I think you know I guess that's something to, to talk about. I well, mean, I mean, feel like he was so sleazy by the end of it that uh, you know audiences probably wouldn't wouldn't uh, buy him as anything but a sleazeball. Well, you know, I you know what I think I think he has a really new like I, I would say relatively nuanced because he's a good guy for a little while, right? He's his, his best friend. Well, he's okay, like okay. Right. And well, there's also there's like well, one the one scene when he when he finally sees what's his name when he after he dies and sees Patrick Swayze like there's a, a look on his face where he's like oh my god like what are you doing yeah. here like he, he seems happy to see him. him yeah yeah he, yeah, yeah. He, there's there's a human element to this wait okay well, let's go back sorry Ivan what did you so like? no the, the, the I plot, thought it was pretty good no the plot okay. of the, the plot of the movie um, basically is that. Sam Wheat, played by pa- Sam Wheat. Holy crap! That's a, is that not, a great not character? A great, not a great. What name. a great character name. Uh, the uh, the plot, <laughs> Sam Fine Wheat. No. <laughs> the premise of the movie is that you're led to believe that he is mugged randomly, but then it's really a conspiracy, and that his quote unquote best friend uh, had him attacked for uh, hidden bank codes that he needed because he was ciphering money to the mob. Something like that. And yeah. and this is a big. I, I did enjoy this movie. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. I think the entire financial plot is so stupid. And I think that every instant <laughs> of the movie that, that that focused on that, like the, the weird henchman guy that they followed around, yeah. all that stuff was so uninteresting to me. And all I wanted to do was make this movie again and just have it be about Sam Wheat and um, Demi Moore's character Molly. And I thought it was... 
I thought, and them trying to communicate and then come to terms with each other's passing or something like that. I wish there was a way to make this movie without that plot. I don't know how uh, do that. I, don't, I think it's have, a different movie. I, then so, you only have 30 minutes of screen time, but I thought the thriller elements were so dumb. I mean, were you interested in any of the mechanics oh, yeah. of that? Yeah. Well, I, it felt I like, think, I mean, to me, it felt like the movie, the, like the, the genesis of the movie was probably, if, if you were to talk to Bruce Rubin, I, best, I bet he would tell you the genesis of the movie is probably what would happen if you died and, and there was something that was holding you back, right? And so then the studio said, "Well, what, you know, the financial thrillers are popular. What if we, uh, what if we plug some of this, those elements into the movie, and that they kind of use that as like a." I this- want, I wanted a road trip movie. A where, road trip. Yeah. So he dies, and he has to get back to her, and he needs. Well, he's a ghost, I guess. Yeah, but he, I was going to say he needs the medium character. I don't know. The title of the movie doesn't really tell you much about what it is, right? It doesn't say like, like uh, ghost financial revenge. Thriller. I mean, I think I think all the mechanics of this ghost world are interesting. This yeah. idea of like becoming a poltergeist and being able to maneuver objects in the physical world, mm-hmm. and that fact that there are other ghosts, and that some get taken to heaven and some get taken to hell. I think all of that fantastical stuff, um, the world building, so to speak, of the afterlife. I think that's great. It's just that anything to do with Carl and his dumb henchmen. And his dumb bank plot was dumb to me, so no, I don't know. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you you're wrong, and I'm going to tell you <laughs> why you're wrong. Okay, all right. Do um, it. Well, because I think the way they the way they reveal. So first of all, if, if the bank thing specifically, I don't think that that's necessarily. Well, I mean, it could be anything, right? Like, it could be anything, but and that's okay. That's fine. But I think the way they reveal everything, I think, is really well done and very interesting. Um, because I don't know how I felt when I first saw it, but I imagine now, you know, they cover their tracks pretty well. They have hints, but I think uh, Tony Goldwyn's performance is so subtle that you don't really, he's not sleazy enough in the beginning where you're like, oh, I bet he did something. When he shows up at, at Willie's apartment and he has a conversation where he's like, you know, hey, did you talk to anybody? And just like seeing uh, Swayze's face when when he's having that conversation, like, holy crap, he was the one who did it. He, or, I think that's a great plot twist. And I think it's a really good character moment, too, of, like, somebody that, just that 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 relationship, that the reason why he killed him is he couldn't get a hold of his book and he couldn't get the code that he wanted, whatever. Um, well, my it, understanding is that he wasn't trying to kill him. That was a mistake, right? right? No, like, he wasn't. The, he was just no, supposed I to mug, mug him and get the bank codes out of his wallet and, like, it was an accidental... Wait, did you get the impression that it was intentional? Swayze fought back. And he I, right, fought back. I, I was I was under the impression that it was that he had him killed so that he can get. Oh, he can get I, the codes I thought it was supposed to just mug and take his wallet. No, no, because the codes were in his wallet. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to kill him. He said I, he even says like, "Oh, I get I do a freebie, man." <laughs> like, yeah, well, I, I figured that was just. I, I yeah, I guess, that, but I, I loved his death scene though. <laughs> well, I, I guess no, and I think I, guess, I think I think you need both characters. I, I think it's they're both interesting enough on their own. And again, this is. A lot of it is me speaking from how I felt when I was younger when I saw the movie, and I thought the two of them were great. I think they were they were both like almost you know. F- well, they didn't really flesh out same. Willie that much. No, Willie is <laughs> Willie is a vacant character, and, and the He's big problem for me is I called the twist like 15 minutes in. I turned to my wife, I'm like, "That guy's the bad guy, isn't it?" And she's like, "Ugh," and like you. Well, 14 year old Dave was surprised. I well, was 14 year old Dave surprised? 14 year old Dave was shocked, and, and it seems like Mike was surprised too. So I don't know why. I just thought it was very predictable that 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 Carl was going to be the bad guy, and maybe it's something to do with any actor that looks like um, uh, James Spader, like that blonde, <laughs> like handsome, <laughs> too, like, ha- the, is it too handsome and not the lead. Too men? handsome and not the lead. He's always <laughs> the bad guy. So maybe that's kind of where I was going. Like when you've got abs that good and you're not <laughs> yeah. Swayze, yeah, you're going to be the bad guy. Yeah, and, like, they were very. It was a very carefully planned shot where they bust through the wall with oh, sledgehammers. Man. 
And they're like, all right, abs. Everybody's got abs. Oh, yeah, Everybody's yeah, totally. thin. Put suspenders on. Everyone take your shirts off. Let's get let's get dusty, all right? Let's do it. Abs and concrete dust. But the, the, <laughs> I mean, structurally, this movie just kept on surprising me in different ways. Like, for instance, the famous, the most famous scene in the movie is unquestionably the pottery scene, right? Like, it, oh, is, yeah. it, is, it is the scene the movie's known for. I thought that scene happened after he was a ghost and she was having some kind of, like, sexual experience with him, like, as a ghost around her. No. Right, that's what like, I thought. Well, yeah, yeah. Kinda does. It kind of does, though. I mean, no, it happens it, again. It's just not that, not that, not the pottery part, but they have the, uh, the scene where he goes. We need to talk about that. Well, that we, we, we one of my big problems. We do need to talk about that, and okay. I, we'll, we'll get into that. He but, goes into Whoopi Goldberg's Right, 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 right. And they dance. So, the, um, yeah, Dave, we know. The, we we both saw the movie. <laughs> he enter. He enters Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> but I mean that scene. I think yeah, it's the Righteous Brothers playing a little cheesy. I think that scene is genuinely romantic. Oh, and the Righteous Brothers are awesome. Well, I mean, I think that scene is genuinely romantic. I don't think it's all that cheesy. In fact, I think it it's a really good love scene. And I don't even care that the mechanics of it don't make sense. Like they're all messy with pottery and the oh, next yeah. scene they're all clean. Yeah. Like I don't even care. Like it, <laughs> I think Swayze and Demi Moore have incredible chemistry in this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say disagree? Swayze has great oh chemistry. God. I'd say Demi Moore is not Oh, I think Demi she's, Moore kills it. I think Demi Moore no, deserves She's not I, she's not a good actress. I'm sorry. In this movie she's not a good actress. She's uh, an excellent crowd. Oh she's God, an amazing guys, crier, but as far as everything she she's such a good crier. I don't think there's a better crier on screen. And her entire oh, note mm. in this movie is to cry. Like that's no, what that's she what has I'm to saying. do. I'm saying her, her crying scenes, those scenes, I'm like, yeah, here you go. This is it. But like every other scene, watch it again. Every other scene, she's just like, no, it, it's just not. She oh, no, get I, I think she's no, great. She's, she's fine. I think she's, she's a she, freaking she, movie star. I she, think she fills the role just fine. Has has presence. I thought she was good. I think she's. I think she's got presence. I think she stands out. I think she's sexy. I think she she's great. And mm. um, I mean, the movie wouldn't work if you didn't buy into her uh, the romance, the grief. With... You know, feeling her. Uh... No, I buy that. I just think I don't know. You know, I, I should have written down which scenes it was in particular, were in particular. But I just certain scenes. It just felt like she was not. She didn't hit the emotional range she needed for it. Like it was just felt. The crime scenes elevated are excellent the movie. because I think she was actually freaking crying. She wasn't faking that. She looks like she's bawling. Well, actresses do. Actors and actresses do cry. In the movie. But you know, it's not like I'm CGI like, tears. What I'm saying is, it's just like oh, triggering yeah. your triggering your 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 tear ducts versus actually emotionally experiencing. You know what I mean? Like I've seen cries that are like fake. Okay, yeah, someone put eye drops in, whatever. Mm-hmm. So let's let's <laughs> cut, let's circle back a bit and let's talk about let's talk about Whoopi Goldberg a little bit because. This is a movie that I said she won. She won the Oscar for this movie. A Mike, supporting actress, Mike yeah. is kind of in love with her in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Think she's a comedic genius. I think Whoopi Goldberg is great. I, I think she's a good. She's a good actor. I think that she nails comedic roles. I think this role in particular feels very dated. I think it feels very 1990 to me. I think mm. all the humor. I feel like she's doing shtick. The whole movie she's doing shtick to the point where it's like this is a little cheesy. It's like old like Borscht Belt. Jewish comedian type humor, like, uh, the I stuff guess, where she's like, but, where she's like, I'll tell it in my own way. Yeah, Molly, you endanger girl, like, yeah, like that kind like, of stuff. And you could even construe that as being just a little bit racist. Like it's it's a little bit like yeah, it's about that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think I think it's I think people who are sensitive to things would think it's overly racist. I, I'll agree. I'll agree with the dated part of it though. I, 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 mean, I, I would something say it's like it. sort of dated, right? But I but I, I mean I don't know, dude. I think I think she does it so well, and I think it's, it's a credit to her. I think it's her delivery, and I think her charm. It's what is what does it. I think if you put any other actress in this role, I'd be like, okay, I get it. You're doing the whole like, 
she makes that, like, exasperation very funny. I mean, there's something about yeah, how because in a lot, how, a lot how, of this stuff, how, like <laughs> how you know how how she you know it's like she's finally you know so she plays the psychic and she's never actually had she's been a, she was a fake psychic and then all of a sudden she actually has which is psychic br- power which, which is a brilliant which, which is a I brilliant think is character funny. Yeah, and you know a, the way she plays the, that the discovery of the, of her you know sudden sudden talent and power I thought it was very good. I mean, she plays. I thought she plays that very well. I mean, you know, yes, there are some scenes that feel dated where she, you know, where she talks about Arsenio Hall and and. Uh, well, I mean, I the movie know. was made in the freaking nineties, I mean, I mean, right? And it takes place and it takes place in ninety. I mean, it well, very, I, meant yeah. to be a time capsule. Well, I mean, pop culture references aside, I'm not going to hold the movie against yeah. you know making pop culture references. It's just something about her performance is big in a way that nineties comedies were and current comedies aren't. Does that but make sense? But will you tell me, so fair, that's fair. Yeah. I think, I think now everything is very, like is very subtle. Like, oh, I don't, I don't know what you mean. I don't even know what you mean by that. Like, it's a lot of like this, like tongue in cheek sort of thing. I, I think her performances are big, but she does what, and I've always said this about Michael, um, not Michael Scott, sorry, Steve Carell, when he plays Michael <laughs> Scott, is that they, their characters, I think are, they can convey a certain amount of anger and exasperation, which is what makes it so effective. Like, Michael Scott is playing a goof, the goofiest character of all time. There's a lot of scenes where he actually gets legitimately angry, and Steve Carell is not playing that... Well, he's maybe playing it for laughs, but he's actually just saying, no, I'm, my character's pissed off. It'll be funny, considering the circumstances, but... Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing here. I think there's a lot of scenes where she's like, what? What are you saying? Like, the way she just gets pissed, and, like, it's lighthearted, right? But... I don't know what it is. I just I and Ivan, I know what you mean. It does feel like that big cheesiness, but I found myself thoroughly enjoying it anyway, and not bothered by that. You know what well, I mean? Well, I wonder. Does what did you think of the bank teller scene? That, that, when you were yeah, saying, so, so that that's a perfect example. Dave, I, I fucking I hate that. Scene. I hate that scene. I, lo- I loved. I, See, I've always thing. loved the, that the scene. scene itself. Yeah. Is super corny. And on paper, I would look at this and be like, oh, it this is. is really corny. But watching the way she says certain things, the way her face turns on certain phrases, I just think some of it is just so good. It, it, like, well. I signed the wrong name. Like the way I just I don't know what it is. It's it's the it's the execution. And I, I don't well, think it's not it's not necessarily else other I don't than think just it's Whoopi's fault. I, 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 so what's wrong with that that sequence? Well f- first off, it doesn't make any sense logically because why does he not tell her how much money he's trying to withdraw? Like why is it a surprise? It. Like there's no reason for her to like <laughs> let him spring that on him. That so was. then we have this stupid moment where she's like, Yo, I don't want give away the check. Oh million dollars. Yeah, yeah that, that would <laughs> that's, come on, funny. that's great. That's the the, the <laughs> delivery is great, but it makes no logical sense why it would lead to that point. I guess that's my issue. And then the other thing is Well, I mean you know, Patrick, you know, Sam, be, Sam Wheat doesn't know that uh, she was going to react like that. Okay. Well, the anyone, thing is, he, he should know gonna, anyone would react. But the so, other thing is that maybe he didn't want to make her. You can logic however you want. You can say she, he didn't want to make her nervous. It's just you know, just going to the bank. We're just grabbing some money. Just relax. Don't worry about it. Like, I mean, there's something else. There's another logical thing in that scene where something happens, and I'm like, wait, how come she didn't know that? Like, how did she not? Oh, oh. Um, there's something where she doesn't know about her about her name or something like that. Right. And she has her ID. So there's no way she would not have known. I, I forget what it was specifically, but I'm like, no, you know who you are. You have your ID. Like, why would you? And it's not when she signs the wrong name. I forget what it is, but it's like, yeah, there's some things in there that I think are keyed up for laughs. But I'm like, you know, look, it's fine. I think you want to you want to make a funny scene. I <laughs> it, found it, it funny. Also, so. It also ha- it <laughs> you also want to make a funny scene. Well, you come uh, the, on. The, there's other. There's two other things. One. It all comes back to the fact that I think the financial plot is dumb, so I don't really mm-hmm. care about seeing that to completion. And that's a personal thing. I get that. And the, the uh, um, she donates the movie. To, she donates the money to nuns, and then she goes on to make Sister Act two the next. Yeah, time. I was going to say or Sister Act and Sister Act. And Sister that is Act that is pretty great. No, um, but I, I no, think there's the, actually something. I thought there was something pretty cool about the fact that like there's he sets up a fake account under the name of Rita Miller, and she's able to just 
the, the plan, I think, at that point is, oh, why don't we just act as Rita Miller and just withdraw the money? I thought that was clever. I like that. I think that's clever because normally it would have just been like, oh, I'll just go in there and type the password. or Because, I mean, he could have done that. If he could start touching things, why doesn't he just go into the oh, computer? Oh, getting like, into other problems I have with the movie. Uh, yeah. But hold on. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Can't he just go into the computer? <laughs> ghost in the shell, as it were. <laughs> exactly. Um, the other thing I don't like about that sequence is... He's getting $4 million, and I think it's very noble that he wants to give it to charity. He can't give Whoopi Goldberg, like, hundred grand just to make her yeah. life a little easier. Yeah, but the whole you point argue, he's saying is that it, he, if, if she spends it or uses it or anything, they could track her down. So the whole Okay, that's also it, stupid like, because they come after her anyway. Because right, of she course, the but only, he was trying to... Well, it's not... He's, wor- he's not worried that... The, uh, the I, only I think reason, he's saying... That they one, that the, the FBI, the, the FBI would come after oh, her. Oh, okay, so it's not the, the bad guys. Not the bad, I mean, well, the bad right. guys are going to come after her. Or the mob, her. or the mob might okay, come after her. fine. But also, I, he's just trying to cut her like ten thousand dollars. Because the only reason, hold on, hold on. The only reason why he they find her is because what's her name sees her at the bank and then says like, oh yeah, I saw her at the bank. Rita Miller, Odeme. So when mm-hmm. when Demi Moore tells him that, that's how he knows that she was there. Otherwise, they would have been fine. They would have got away with it. Right. I don't know. And then he would have just gone on to heaven. <laughs> yeah, he would have just rolled on, or he would have done. He probably had to do something else, but uh, clearly not. Clearly, he had to ghost kill Tony Goldwyn first. <laughs> no, he technically he, he killed go- himself. Yeah. He never actually. And I forgot this. He actually does not uh, kill anybody. No, right, he does not. Right, he he just kind of like uh, scares them until they kill themselves. I guess. So the other right. major issue I have with the movie is I like the way the movie is exploring. Um, you know, the idea of this afterlife and all that kind of thing. I think that's great. But I think that some of the... Lo- um, does anyone think that they made him way too powerful? Like, way too powerful? And mm-hmm. it, 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 almost to the point where... So, as soon as the... You uh, mean by... And at the end, he's able to actually push people around? Yeah, stuff. like, so... Yeah. I so think here, one of here's, the, the here's, very interesting... Once you've established that he can push and touch things. Yeah, like, exactly. So, I think the So, this interesting... is what... Hang, 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 let me hop in here, because this, this is, like, my biggest my biggest issue with the, with the <laughs> okay. mythology and the rule set of the movie, right? So okay. the, the one scene is with with him and Whoopi Goldberg and with Demi Moore, where he possesses Whoopi Goldberg and then like starts making out with. And of course, as a kid, you don't really think about it, but in real life, you're like, wait, so like the scene would actually just be Whoopi Goldberg and uh, Demi Moore making, making out. out. Which, by the way, if this movie was made today, they would actually be doing that in the scene. Like they they completely wasted that for like every red-headed, red-blooded male who watched the movie would be like, oh come on, man, I want to see the two chicks kissing. Come on. So like they completely they didn't they didn't do that. But the point I'm making, <laughs> no, dude, Dave. Well, I don't I don't know what kind of friends you have, Dave. But you know this is this is like yeah, every dude in the world would be like, oh, good, I want to see the movie. Gotta get two chicks making out. Me action here. <laughs> and it would be in the trailer. The trailer would show two girls kissing just to get everybody into the box office. So anyway, the bigger issue I have is the, is the whole idea of possession, right? Like that's the thing. It's like he does that and then it makes him weak. But if he can touch things, why can't he just touch her directly when he's hold, when she's holding her hand up? And he, she can't feel him touching her hand. Why? He could push people. Why can't well, she feel him actually touching her? Well, to answer your question, I think that the answer is, while he can manipulate... Like, so as Vince, uh, the uh, subway ghost informs him, he's like, the problem is you're trying to touch it. So when he's manipulating objects in the real world, he's not actually touching them. He's using some kind of, like, ghost energy to No, but there's a, physical, there's a physical pressure. If he can lift a penny off the ground... But I don't. But it doesn't, but it doesn't but mean he can feel. But it. it doesn't mean he can feel it. Like it doesn't feel like it's not like. Uh, oh, so he, he can't feel, but she could feel. So he, it, it's so that he yes, can feel her. I guess exactly. Got it, got okay. It, got it, got it. okay. And he needs to, in sense. order to have like human contact, he needs to enter and possess. I, I get that. My issue. But but the, the bigger, so anyway, so hang on. So let me just to finish the thought is that 
I, I think the possession thing is something they sh- they kind of add into the plot to give him some limitation. But I would just simplify and just have it so that if he touches things too much, he starts getting exhausted. And maybe that's the th- that's the situation. It's like he's he is you know touching and embracing his his ex-wife and that's what ends up weakening him because he kind of gets lost in the moment whatever but that should be why he's weaker at the end because I think you have to you're right I mean it's too strong you have to have some kind of a cap on it where after a certain amount of time touching things you start like turning gray like he does when he touches the door like there has to be some kind of like a because at the end there's no sense of danger because you just know oh I he can't see me I can just touch everybody I can punch people I can take the gun out of their hand I can do whatever I want um, mm-hmm. Without any kind of repercussion or any kind of like, yeah, he had to learn, but I mean, that took all of five minutes. You know? Yeah, it, I, he essentially becomes a superhero. And and the big problem is, yeah. I think what I would have done if I was writing this, I would say you can only expend a certain amount of ghost energy before you're sucked up to heaven or hell or wherever. Like you, can, you can't, you right. can only expel a certain or they, they, amount. They can say you have like, you have 10 ghost points every you day. And every time you do something, exactly. you use one <laughs> ghost point. It could be a big number on his chest. Every time he does something, it goes down to nine. You're like, oh no, now he's down to like two. Oh no. Oh, dude. No, that, that's what I would have done. Is I would have like put a cap on his ghost power, and the the the, the, the so it's the, the, obviously I, I really like this idea of there's a poltergeist in the subway that teaches him. I, I forget that actor's name. Yeah, Vincent Chiavelli. Vincent Chiavelli. That's right. Yeah, he was in a uh, 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 Cuckoo's Nest. He's like one of the weird. He's a weird yeah, looking he, dude. And Amadeus in the opening. He uh, also kind of yes, looks you're like right, you're right. He also kind of looks like the guy from Arrested Development. Uh, yes, he does. Uh, what's his uh, name? Uh, Shoot. Like, George I think Luke, his name. The Tra- transparent. He's in Transparent. Oh, uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, he's got a yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Tambor, Tambor vibe yeah, to him. They could play brothers. They could. Um, <laughs> could yeah, he's like, a, he's like a knockoff, a cheap knockoff version he, of Jeffrey Tambor. He is, yeah. He's a knockoff store version of Jeffrey Tambor. But I, I kind of like that idea and dynamic. I just... I don't that's, that like... That scene is cool. I like the character. I like even just the hint, like his backstory is hinted at. Like, how long have you been here since they pushed me? And then the accusation of... Why, you think I jumped? You think I did this on purpose? Like, and it makes you wonder, like, maybe he was a suicide. Like, that's why he's still there. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting, like, stuff like that I think works. It's just when he... the Facing off against Carl, Carl, the final climax of this movie has no tension because I'm like, not, like... He can literally type on a keyboard now. Like, there's nothing he can... He can, he can communicate directly with the real world. And I think the most interesting idea in Ghost is being completely aware of what's happening but and you can't being unable to influence right. it. I think that's like that's like the selling point of the movie for me. So if you take that away, it's like well, what's the why are we watching this movie now? Like that that's I had yeah, a big Yeah, because then he doesn't he went. doesn't need Whoopi Goldberg. He doesn't need a lot of people. He doesn't need like the whole because I like the limit to his power, the fact that he can only communicate to the world through Whoopi Goldberg. That that limits it. That makes it interesting. And I think that that has to keep hmm. when, when you start breaking those, what, those did, we've always said this about similar every movie. Pop- when you break What's that? Wait, we're losing Mike. Mike, are you still there? Hey, yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, you're back. All right. Um, Gabe, do you relaxed. feel the same way about <laughs> his right. ghost powers, or did you not? Uh, no, it didn't, it didn't, his ghost powers didn't bother me. <laughs> I didn't think that much about them. <laughs> I, think, I think once you establish that he can touch things, I just, you know, okay, so he can, you know, he can touch things when the story... Uh, wants him to basically whenever he but needs to that's a to. problem right doesn't that feel I, I guess it's a problem but I mean it didn't I don't know it didn't bother me honestly hmm. I mean it didn't I just think, it, yeah it, it, needs, it happened, needs a little more finesse uh, with those powers that that, uh, that, that felt you know uh, like he didn't like uh, I don't know there, like yes I knew eventually he was going to use those powers to like uh, 
you know, knock things around to scare, to scare, to, to scare Tony Goldwyn. You know, I, eventually that was going to happen. So I want to talk about the scene that Mike talked about earlier about him hugging Whoopi Goldberg when he enters her body and they have that moment. Right. I think that scene totally works. Do you do you agree with me? Like it works for me. I mean, yeah. the emotion of the scene. Because if you think about like what's actually happening on screen, which he never shows you, and kudos to Zucker for not showing it because it, it could have been an easy joke. It would be just, like a wide, super distracting. Or could it, it could have been like a funny wide shot of like, oh, he's, she's actually like hugging Whoopi Goldberg. Isn't that funny? Um, I'm really glad he didn't. He plays it straight to the point where it's supposed to be a genuine romantic moment about two. Oh, people, you can't make a joke like, in that scene. Window. That's one of the, the yeah. I think that an other director would have. Like, you'd be like, isn't it funny? Like, what she's actually seeing? Like, I think that could have... Because the movie is not afraid of doing goofy comedy. Like, up until this mm-hmm. point, it's, like, full of goofy comedy moments. Yeah, but it's that like, scene is when, a very important scene. It's a very, like, it's a it's a serious, significant scene. mostly verbal. mess with verbal. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's I, not a lot of visual slapstick in this movie at all. I mean, honestly. Well, there's that time when the, she, that guy, that ghost man enters Whoopi Goldberg's body and then, like, flies out. Yeah, and, well, yeah, but, I mean, that kind of establishes, it's there, and then he's tired, and it kind of establishes what's going to happen in the scene we're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, um, I, I, I dug that sequence. I thought that was well done. It's funny. Anytime the movie got to the, the parts that are thought of as sappy or the movie is is thought of as being too sappy or saccharine, I really like those moments. I yeah, think that they well, all really work. It worked. Um, For me, too. I, uh, I liked them. Well, I'm glad to hear I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, even the end, I remember, you know, I felt, I was, I felt a little touched. It was a little yeah, dusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, him saying, him saying goodbye. I mean, I don't believe in ghosts or heaven or hell or anything like that in real life, but I was uh, I was convinced in, um, you know, uh, the idea of saying goodbye to somebody, someone that you're, j- you're actually never going to see again. I mean, I thought that was, you know, played pretty well uh, in, the, in the final scene. And, and I like that they didn't, they didn't have any epilogue to it it ended I thought uh, you know when it should have uh, he walks off into heaven and they didn't like cut to like three months later she's happy living in a, in a on a farm like in upstate New York or something you know it's uh, yeah. you know the story ends and it and it's done we where, it I mean where else can you go from there what kind of epilogue could you have like I feel like it's... well I'm just telling you like they, they could have and they, they might they might do that today and possibly if yeah, they, they were to remake this movie they could have well, had what a, happened to me more no after this they, they could have had a sequence with you know her visiting his grave and being like I'm a lot right, better right, now and right, Whoopi right. Goldberg's her friend and they're standing there you know they could have done something like that and they did yeah that's true they had the ET they had the ET ending so yeah they did they had the close encounters ending they had the yeah they they definitely did that I think so we didn't, haven't talked that much about Patrick Swayze. I mean, we should at least we should. talk a little bit about him. We should talk about Swayze because he's, you know, he's peak he movie He was the star. biggest star. He's right? by in far this, the biggest star. Yeah, he's a, he's a huge star in this movie uh, when this movie comes out. Dirty Dancing, right? He was a big star. Uh, Can I admit something to you guys about Swayze? And Roadhouse. About the Swayze? Sure. I don't think he's an attractive man. Is that weird? <laughs> no, it's because like you're a man. He's considered so it's okay. to be like he's, no, no, no. It's not because I'll admit. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll, he, I'll admit when I think a guy is like, like a good-looking dude. '80s, '90s guys, like. But like, <laughs> like he's got I the '80s curly hair what, though. No, I. You know, it's one of those things where it's like I think his not really curly. His charm is yeah, in his raw masculinity. Like when you think about Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford I think is an, is an attractive. I think dude, Harrison Ford is I an attractive lot, man. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That's, I think he's fine. I think he's fine. But I think he's on the same level as Patrick Swayze. I think the two of them are like, okay, they're good looking dudes. I think it's it's it, again, it's his charisma. It's his it's the way he says certain things. It's his like you know the machismo of him knocking down a wall with his shirt off. Like I feel like that's the the, the Patrick Swayze that I know. And you think about him in Dirty <laughs> Dancing. He's like, he's like ripped. He's in great shape. You know, like 
Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I guess if you didn't watch this movie with your wife, Dave, you can't answer this question. But, like, Rebecca is not attracted to men, really. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> that explains on, you're setting, yeah, that's so much. Why she, you're setting us up. That Come being on. said, that being said, <laughs> she finds Patrick Swayze very attractive. Okay. So, well, from a female go. perspective, she's into him. Does, does Queenie think Swayze's attractive? I think so. But she said, you know, oh, I've, I've seen better, which I think she was just being nice. I've seen better. Like this scene well, with him being all muscle, muscular, and I'm like, oh, look at it, look at this guy, oh, look at this. She's like, yeah, I've seen better. I, I want. I you mean, to... he's conventionally handsome. He's kind of got these beady eyes a little bit, but I mean, it's yeah, just, something you know, about his face that looks like I don't know. It's like his chin or something that just I don't know. I, I don't know. He's he's got like a he's got like just this perfectly. If you were to if you were to try to like draw a caricature, I bet you couldn't draw. A, he's you know he's, he's there's nothing really that stand that about, about him that stands out. Uh, I don't face, think so. You know? I th- I think he's. <laughs> Your homework tonight, Dave, is to go home to Michelle and ask her if she thinks the Swayze in peak Swayze-ness is mm-hmm. attractive. Because I'm trying to, I'm just, I'm curious. I, I don't see it in terms of like sexiness for him. I, I think go, Carl's I a good-looking ask... guy. Oh, I, I think I think the two of them. I think they're like dueling, dueling good-look dudes. Like they're, they're competing <laughs> to my, see who's my... better looking. <laughs> I think that my favorite scene in the movie, and I can't tell if it's both either good or ridiculously bad or so bad it's good, is when Carl pulls the Mirandi, and to get the woman Whoa. into him, he fakes pours coffee on himself and then removes... <laughs> why is that a Mirandi? Because I feel like that's no, a Mirandi thing to do. Like, I've, I've no. never done that. What are you talking no, about? No, I guarantee, I guarantee you, at some point, Mike like spilled wine on his yeah, shirt, he, and, he's like, he's like, and he had to like rip off his shirt to show the He always used to spill no, bourbon on himself have, when we did the not, podcast together. No it's because he wanted to show off his manly pecs. <laughs> I see what you're saying. For the listener at home, Mike has a... that Mike had a lot of Mike has chiseled chest, and his way of... It's been so long since you've actually been here to record but the like he, um, no, 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 no. I, I, I may like, have how, joked about I, I would never be able to pull that off. I would, I would be able to pull a Mirandi. So, like, Randy. I guarantee you, Mike is the kind of guy, was, is it like a hot day? And he's like, he's like, he sees like a hot girl like walking, and he's like co- mowing the grass. He'll like rip off his shirt while he's mowing the grass, and like, just, you know. He spills his yoo hoo. He, he spills his yoo hoo. <laughs> no, no, this is, no, no, no. Mike Randy is the guy who, if he's outside running, is embarrassed to take his shirt off. And when I'm walking around the apartment without a shirt on, I have my blinds closed. So no, Ivan. <laughs> I don't know. I, I that scene. I don't. That scene is kind of horribly bad because what exactly was Carl's play? Did he think that taking off his shirt would be enough to make her forget grieving over his her dead lover? Like just seeing his her six his six pack abs. Would have I been think enough? he's just sensing some kind of uh, opportunity. You know, try, trying to take advantage of someone who's who's lonely. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, you know, maybe think, it's worked you know, on other women before. <laughs> Who knows? Like, uh, you know, or other men like Mike, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I have some pointers for him. If I was going to do it, I would have done it a little bit differently. you got to pour it on your pants, too, so you lose your pants. It's just, I mean, there's, there's a science to it. And unfortunately, he's just, he's new at it. I think he's new. <laughs> well, see, then, then it would feel like slapstick comedy if he was, like, sitting there tidy well, that's <laughs> Well, it is really interesting to me how... It's so there were so many opportunities. Oh, well, here we are. Like you would have been, it could have been like a hard cut to just a guy in his underwear sitting on the couch. <laughs> no, the thing I think that is so funny about this movie is it's directed by a slapstick comedy director, like right. a pure slapstick comedy Naked director. Gun. Naked Gun, or Airplane, which like, is interesting because the most famous parody of the pottery scene was the Naked Gun sequel, I think. Oh, did he direct uh, the Naked Gun sequel did. or just I, the first I don't one? Know. I don't know. The thing I, um, but. There, I'm not denying that this movie has big comedic moments, especially Whoopi Goldberg's character, but I think there are instances where he could have gone 
Zucker could have gone for like goofy comedy and he chooses not to. And the best example I can give to you is the scene where he, you know, he's hugging Whoopi Goldberg where she's hugging Whoopi Goldberg, you know, when Patrick Swayze is taking over the body, he could have done some jokey laughs there and he doesn't. So I don't know. I, I think that Zucker actually does a really good job with this movie. I, I, I th- also think a beautifully directed sequence is his death sequence. The reveal of him dead is great. Like, yes. it's really surprising yeah. and well-handled. Oh, when he gets shot and yeah, well, well, the street? Well, he runs down the street, and then yeah. he runs back over, and his he, she's holding him bloody dying in his yeah. arms. How good was that? Like, that was, that was that's, yeah, that's excellent. Awesome. And I don't know if that's a directorial thing or that was, you know, thought of on the page screenwriting-wise, but I, when that happened, I was like, oh, that was well-freaking-done. Like, I was yeah. like, because we were 25 minutes in this movie. I'm like, when is he going to become the ghost, for God's sake? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, like, it sucks because you know eventually he becomes a ghost. So, like... You're wondering, like, oh, is this, could this be it? But that, that moment of him running, I, I just think it's brilliant. Like, he doesn't even realize he's dead. And the same thing with, with Willie later, when he gets hit by the car, he goes flying over the car, and you're like, what? Right. How the hell did he survive that? Like, what yeah, the, exactly. oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. So did you think the um, uh, the effect of hell dragging, dragging me to hell was effective, or did you think that was 80s oh, cheesy? Oh, yeah, no, I liked that. I, I, think uh, it's, I think it's a little 80s cheesy, but I think overall it's pretty damn good. There's one, yeah. I think it's the one in the street works better because the scene is darker so they can blend the, the effects in a little bit better. When they're up in that room, it's a lot brighter. So some of the ghosts, you can kind of see the outlines and they looked a little, like one or two of them looked a little cheesy. Like they have these beady eyes and these like, um, mm. but I think the idea, the concept, I think is pretty cool. And even the fact that like the way they get like pulled backward out, like out of Into dimension. Like, yeah, but it also looks like they're kind of going like if they went that far back, they would have gone through the wall, but they keep getting smaller and smaller. It's like it's almost like its own dimension. It's like going through space and time. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that it's, it's kind of a limitation of what technology was able to provide in yeah, the yeah, early nineties. Yeah. But yeah, I think and the, considering the concept of it is very good. Yeah, um, and considering what they were working with, I think it's it's pretty well done because it's like sketchy and creepy. I think like you know, when, and you know, like, the sound always really stuck with me. And then when I was reading about it this time, I was reading that it was. They recorded the sound of crying babies and then played them backwards at super slow speeds. Ooh. And that's how they got the sounds of those demons. Oh, God. That's, that's good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, when yeah, Queenie saw it, it, it she, she was like, that is terrifying. Like, she was like, yeah. really profoundly disturbed by it. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, any other thing you guys want to talk about Ghost? Uh, no. Well, you know what's interesting. <laughs> the sc- oh, you know what the score? I thought the score was very good. Oh, it is good. Yeah, it's, it's the uh, I forget the uh, the guy, but he wrote the, the score to Lawrence of Arabia, actually, which is an, another all time, which is what you know uh, considered an all time classic score. So I thought, uh, you know, it's it's definitely definitely memorable. I mean, I could hum it. <laughs> da, 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 da. You know, it's very, you know, simple. Uh, How does that go? Uh, I didn't. I didn't yeah, can we, no, get, no, can we get another drop all, of that? That's, that's all you're getting. Uh, well, I mean, Ghost was turned into a Broadway musical. A Unless you spilled coffee on my shirt. A few years back, um, <laughs> that actually didn't do very well, but uh, it uh, was turned into that. Mike, you were going to say something? Yeah, it was interesting. I was watching. Um, uh, when I'm looking at Tony Goldwyn. I'm like, God, what if I've seen him in something? And he was a bad guy. I'm getting bad vibes from what the hell was he in? And he's in a thousand <laughs> things, right? But the thing is, yeah. the specific. I think he's on a TV show now, uh, Scandal, which I don't watch, but I think he's on that show. Oh, uh, maybe. Um, but no, he's in uh, Last Samurai. He's the Colonel Bagley, the the bad uh, U.S. Oh, yes. general. Um, which, by the way, I, I'd like to do that movie at some point. Maybe yeah. the next you one. You have mentioned that. You have mentioned that movie more than once. Wait, what yeah, movie? The Last Samurai. Oh yeah, you love that movie. And so does your dad. Your dad loves it too. My dad loves The Last Samurai. <laughs> dances with dances with uh, Japanese Tom Cruise. Well, the um, 
The Last Samurai for my dad is one of those movies where if he like he's flipping on cable and it's on, he's like, "Well, I guess I'm just doing this for the next two hours." Like that's <laughs> that's the way. <laughs> that's nice. feeling. The Last Samurai. Um, cool. Um, I think that our consensus is the movie actually does hold up. It does, yeah. yeah. But it just yeah. uh, the financial plot is stupid. Can we all agree? Dumb. Ah, I thought. I, I think it's thin. Uh, I don't think it's the worst. I've, I've seen I just worse. Wish the, I, I don't think it's stupid. I don't think it's anything to write home about. <laughs> I think. I think there is a better movie where that's not a part of the movie. I agree. With where that. it's not a. It's not like it's not like a thriller. It's just or maybe there's thriller aspects, but it's not about like. Yeah, I, I think. I, I don't know. I think. I, I. I know what you mean. I think you can make it a very different movie if it's. Just about relationships and about people and about. I think there's more you can do with it. I think they took it in an interesting way. They just took it through like you know action adventure thriller. Whatever. It definitely makes things. It definitely keeps the plot like it's easier to figure out the plot from a writing standpoint. It's like you know that he has to protect his ex-wife, not his ex-wife, his ex-dead girlfriend. His girlfriend. Uh, you know he has to protect her, and then you have a you have a, a, a defined antagonist that's easy to create. Yeah, if you don't do that, and, and like, I think- who's the antagonist and all that stuff? So. It, it, it's a classic good good versus evil thing. Like it's it, there's less there's not a lot of like shades of gray. Despite the fact despite the fact that we said what's his name, uh, Tony Goldwyn has shade elements of you know like I said he the becomes last scene so cartoonishly dies, evil though as it goes on. I, no, I, I don't think, think that, I don't think he's cartoonish. I think he I don't know. I think he just starts panicking and he just collapses. And I I, I don't I, as a kid I loved seeing that scene. Like I love seeing him have his, he has a great freak out. Like the, the makeup on him make him look so pallid and unhealthy and sweaty and gross like I, t- I think he's great um, I think he's I think his performance is fine I just think that his character is is I think his character is purely like after the turning point when it's revealed that he's the bad guy it's just like well he's pure bad now like it's like there's no going back there's no uh, alternate shades there right so. right right like he, mm-hmm. he starts threatening uh, the wife he starts yeah right exactly and I think he that's, tries that's, to seduce the wife he threatens the wife he has yeah so see he, he, before that I could see that I could say that like you know what maybe he's always he's always been attracted to her and she's lonely and he's having a moment of weakness where maybe he's but like that scene is so because of the coffee pour thing it just feels so calculated <laughs> and sleazy but yeah I agree I the think coffee could pour have done, is like, just I mean it's a technique you know, I'm gonna have to try but you know we'll see if it, uh, that's my move I know. Uh, that's did, my move. Did you guys know that uh, Swayze is apparently a popular uh, phrase in rap song? Raps, for, for some reason. I think because it rhymes with crazy. I'm sorry to go off on a tangent here, but I was just... No, this is this is something. fantastic. And the last person I said... Swayze and crazy. Well, that makes I, I, sense. It's, <laughs> it's fine. I'm cool with that. R.I.P. Swayze. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. Cool. Uh, I think we got to figure out what we're doing next time. It's my choice, I believe. Um, uh, yep. Here's what I I want to do, but you're probably not going to like it. Oh boy! Oh boy! I want to do f- I want to do the Fast and the Furious. Oh, uh, Ivan! For God's sake, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but we don't. I'm going to give you guys an option here. Okay, right. Fast and the Furious, or we do the movie that also stars the Sways that essentially was ripped off by the Fast and the Furious. We do Point Break. Huh. I'd like to do Point Break. That's and I think in line with the podcast, I, I, would put, I think that's I would a put classic this one for a vote. I'm going to put it up for a vote. You know, we'll get five listeners to make a choice. I kind of leaning towards Point Break because I don't. I think Fast and the Furious is legitimately a bad movie, and yeah, I've never, is, I've actually never seen it. Um, I think it's also uh, a little Point too. Break, a little I've too never modern, seen. I've never seen all those movies all the way through. Uh, Point Break. I mean, Fast and Furious is what 2001. What What is Fast and the Furious? Something like that. 2000, 2001. No, uh, I think it's later than that. I think it's like oh eight. No, hang on. No, no. It's just that we've been we, we're still nope, fucking definitely early two thousands. We're we're still. I remember seeing that in the two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah. 
Um, I think that movie kind of exists. I, I, I think the Fast and the Furious franchise is fucking so weird that they managed to turn like a bad, you know, early 2000 thriller into the biggest box office franchise. Of Dude, all time. Like, I, I don't luck. understand how that happened. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know how it happened. I, I don't really get it either. I honestly. have actually never, I haven't seen any of the new Fast and the Furious movies. Like I haven't seen any of them. Like, I'm like, who are these people? Like, I don't know. It's like, I'm living in a world. You didn't that, see Fast Five? Um, how many I are there seen, now? There's like, there's, there's like, like nine, nine, eight. Yeah, they've, Eventually, they're just going to drop the numbers because they, they called it "Fate of the Furious" was because it rhymes with eight. Uh, regardless, the fine of the, the do you have you seen the Fast and Furious? The movies? Fast and the Fine will be the next one, I guess. Wait, have you seen the? Fa- the uh... Uh, well, I, I've seen the new ones except for the most recent. I'll I'll never actually go pay to see them in the theater. <laughs> But um, HBO. But I think I saw. You know, what I did see Fast Five. Everyone talked been talking about how good that movie was. It was, it was so okay. So I, I watched Fast Five. I'm like, this movie wasn't that good at all. I don't know why anyone's talking about this movie being good. Some people good. love those. I mean, obviously, a lot of people love, love those movies. I, I just find them to be so dumb. But anyway, I agree. Um, what so do I? People know? are probably going to vote for that one. <laughs> so people are going to vote for that one. But I think Point Break would be interesting too, uh, just because it you know features the sways and it basically Fast and Furious is rips off that plot and just changes street ra- from surfing to street racing and right. then you got that plot. But anyway, let's do um, it. Well, let's, let's leave it to a vote. Let's give it, you know. Leave to a people. vote. Probably going to end But if, you know, the votes end up being not that many votes, we're going to probably end up doing point break. All right. Um, Dave, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, on Twitter, Dave Glanz, G-L-A-N-Z, and uh, DaveGlanzProductions.com. Mike, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Mike Morandi and MikeMorandi.com. And you can find me at Lucky9Studios.com on Twitter at Ivan Kander. That's K-A-N-D-E-R. And I write and edit for the website shortoftheweek.com. So there you go. Um, until next time, guys. Uh, Dave, do you want to give us just a little bit more of that score just to lead us out da, 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 Oh, my da, God. Da, 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 oh, that is pretty good. You know, it's actually kind of a little bit of a takeoff um, of the uh, Bridges Brothers song. I was going to Yeah. It, it is. is it's just it's like an instrumental version of it, yeah. Huh. No, Which is a great, a great song. Come on, the Righteous Brothers are awesome. No, they are pretty good.